What's happening, everybody? I am Mike Gumroots, and welcome back to the Comic Bookies Podcast. What is happening, fans? This is the Comic Bookies Podcast. Welcome to episode 110. We are streaming live on YouTube and Twitch. Thank you so much for listening and watching. Come on into the chat. Give us a question. Give us a comment. Whatever you want. Uh, first of all, our sponsor, Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Today is New Comic Book Day. It's a beautiful day out here in California. So go see Alex on Wednesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays to get all of your new and old comic booking needs. Well, fans... As you can see from the screen, our buddy Sean is not here. He'll be back next week, but myself, Mike, and Mark are here, and we are have another interview. So, Mark, we enjoyed three interviews in a row to start the month, and then we took a break last week. It was just us three colliding the worlds of sports and comics like we do every week. But I'm really excited about this interview. been trying to get this guy on for a while, and he's finally gracing us with his presence, and we really appreciate it. He is a YouTuber, specifically in the racing games, Formula One, NASCAR, what have you. Um he is the creator of many personalities like Denny Hamster, Giggles Logano, Jim A, and Karen. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Karen Bolsack. But with 11,000 subscribers and over 4 million total views, Michael Mroots, thank you so much for joining us. How are you, sir? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Finally, yes. Mike's been talking about you for, I think, ever since the PS5 and stuff started getting released and he got hooked <laughs> on that NASCAR game. He's been saying, we got to get this guy on. He's just such a great personality, great streamer. And uh, yeah, dude, uh, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm glad that I was finally able to make it. I know it's been a little difficult getting scheduling, you know, all together and, and getting me on, but uh, I'm glad I finally was able to make it. Yeah, there's a funny story. Before I get into our first question, it's a funny story about how I actually like kind of found you. So my so during the pandemic, I'm gonna say you know, sorry, this is one of the positive things that came out of coronavirus and the pandemic, you know. <laughs> but um, so you know, we had weeks and weeks and weeks where I was just kind of going to and from work. I didn't have anything to do. I wasn't seeing family. Wasn't seeing friends. Didn't do anything. So I wanted to get into something new or old in this sense because I used to play video games a lot. So I'm like, you know what? Let's go. Let's try this NASCAR game, you know? And uh, so I played NASCAR Heat 3, I think, because I got the PlayStation Plus, you know, subscription. It was free 30 mm. days, $9.99 a month, yeah. easy. And then they right when NASCAR Heat 5 came out, NASCAR Heat 4 was dirt cheap, so I bought that. Yeah. And finally, I was like, you know what? I need to jump on some of these YouTube videos because I am sucking ass right now at these tracks. And I need <laughs> to find out what these guys are doing to get better. And sure enough, I run into your page and my God, my mind was blown. These live streams, all these intros, like (laughs) this guy is hilarious. And so now I'm like watching all these videos and dude, yeah. So finally we have you on. So that's, there's kind of like the backstory of, 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 you know, of why you're on, but, um, yeah, really appreciate you jumping on, man. Well, I, I appreciate all the, all the love and, uh, yeah, thank you for supporting the channel in the way you have. You've been in so many live streams, so now it's cool to finally be in one of yours. 
yeah, it's like every Monday I come home from work and you're going live right when I'm getting home. So I'm like, you know, setting up dinner, playing with the kids for a little bit. And I kind of have you in the background. And as soon as I hear some screaming, I have to like go and like double tap a few like 10, 20 seconds. Like what happened? What What assholes? Like what trolls in there crashing Michael? I was going to say, you can't have him in the background with the kids at all times. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know about that. Parental discretion advised, right? But yep. go I ahead have and no tell- bleep button. <laughs> yeah. No, we don't want you with a bleep button, though, to tell you the truth. We like you exactly. I mean, I'm sure you- we and the fans like you exactly how you are. Why don't you go ahead and tell the fans a little bit more about what you're se- or yourself and how you came to be with all your subscribers and what got you into NASCAR and streaming it and really I'm not is that the only game that you're really streaming at the moment is really NASCAR games or do you get into other stuff um I mean it's mainly NASCAR that's kind of like the direction that the channel has taken that it's centered around NASCAR a lot I try to do some Formula One stuff um but it seems like it always goes back to NASCAR and honestly that's like that's where my heart is when it comes to racing i love racing i watch all different forms of racing but nascar is still my favorite it's what i uh i initially when i started watching racing that's the first series i followed and all the other stuff kind of followed after that so um yeah i i am pretty lucky honestly that it's gone the way it has with NASCAR and that I've been able to make these videos and have that become so popular because it really is my favorite sport. Um, it, yeah, it's, uh, where I started. I mean, on YouTube, I've been on YouTube for like 10 years now. Um, and I worked on I worked on a whole bunch of channels leading up to this one. And then I finally I did like compilation based channels before. And um, I eventually wanted to get into something that was all my own. And that's when I started this gaming channel. And I was doing all sorts of different gaming, all different games at the start. But uh, then the NASCAR thing just started picking up and there was interest there. And I just put all my focus on that. And well, gotten to this point now it's grown you know pretty substantially i mean you found speaking your, of your fan base speaking of your fan base uh what's up to caleb and caitlin uh mark peter kenny says what up mark me and gabe say what's up what's um, up guys like, welcome i mean yeah it's it's 10 years and for us i hope 10 years from now we have 11,000 subscribers but like like how like, like what do you think sets yourself apart from these other gaming uh you know channels that gets you like, dude, like last week you hit 10,000 and then this week you hit 11,000 for us, this small podcast with you know, a handful of subscribers on YouTube, like, dude, just like yesterday's live stream, you went, you got like 60 or 70 more subscribers. It's, it's, it's freaking amazing. I like, please tell me your secret. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew. I wish I knew what I was doing. I, you know, for a really long time, I've battled uh self-confidence problems and i've i i look at what's going on right now with the channel and i just like how i i how did i get to this point but in some weird way i almost feel like those feelings have helped and i haven't been afraid and i haven't shied away from putting myself out there 
showing the world, well, who am I really? And sharing that on my my streams, on my videos, and uh, you know, whatever I'm thinking, I'll put it out there. If it, you know, sometimes it sticks. Sometimes it's like, where the hell did he come up with that? But um, I feel like maybe that's part of uh, what's gotten me to this point. That people have like latched onto that and have seen that I, at least I've tried to be genuine with them and. I've never been about those channels where it, it's this they're they're putting on this face. They're giving you what they think you want to hear, what you want to see. I uh, I'm just me. And I I think that that's worked. Definitely. And with modern age technology these days, you know, in the 21st century, we're given all these great platforms such as YouTube and gaming consoles that are able to give you the opportunity to do that. And most importantly, you know, I think that's what attracts people to you. You are you. And that's the whole point of creating content, you know, to be yourself. And people might not like you. Not everyone likes Howard Stern. Not everyone's going to like anybody. Right. 50, 50. You know, I'll be happy if I have half the people that I know like me, you know, but. Nonetheless, I I know, you know, NASCAR got a lot of things or they got a lot more eyes on it, if you will, last year with the whole, you know, what happened with Bubba Wallace and the whole news fiasco and whatnot. And with them going into the shutdown during the pandemic, we saw a lot of the iRacing stuff going on, you know, during the week, which was actually kind of fun. You gave us a little bit of excitement, right? But nonetheless, do you think that your channel has picked up quite significantly since all the all that stuff happened in 2020 with Bubba and Michael Jordan owning a team and and, you know, the pandemic and the eye racing, which would kind of link to you people trying to play the game or whatnot. Did you see your your uh, channel expand last year even more so much more than the years before? Oh, it was night and day difference. <laughs> I, I figured from uh, about it was March last year in March. I mean, I feel like that's how it kind of worked for a lot of people online when the shutdown happened. So many people were home, and so many people, so many more people were on their phones looking for something to, yeah, yeah, Mike, <laughs> uh, trying to pass the time. They, they they were looking for something to do, and that's when the ball started rolling and then going into the summer it, it just it was it was crazy and that continued it i continued on this uphill climb since then and uh yeah then in like the last month or two it just blew the roof off what do you i mean the pandemic is not over, but, you know, people are getting vaccinated and everything. What do you contribute that to then? I mean, you, you know, you saw the uptick at the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic, but how it just blew up over the last month. What do you contribute that to? Well, I started doing uh, YouTube started up with these uh, shorts. Uh, these oh, YouTube yeah. Shorts. I started doing those and that that changed the game for me. I, I started seeing numbers on videos that I had never seen before. And I feel like there's this buzz around NASCAR for the first time in quite a while. Since the 90s. Yeah, I feel like there's this renewed interest, and that's starting to bring new people in. 
a new audience. I mean, my demographics, they've started to change and it's, it's cool to see. Um, yeah, I, I, th- I think there is a, a new buzz that's, that's coming. Are you getting younger people watching? Because that's actually some good uh, info to know. I'm sure, you know, NASCAR might even like those type of numbers and data yeah. for their for their own personal needs. Right. Oh, uh, this guy, that's such a big streamer for NASCAR. I wonder how his demographic has changed. So I would say it's probably younger people. Right. Well, I've. Yeah, I would say I mean, my. Audience, my biggest audience has always been the what? I think it's uh 25 to 34. That's always been huge. It used to be a lot bigger with like the 13 to 23 crowd. That used to be the biggest. But in the last year, that's shifted to the 20, 25, 34. I think I think that's the range that YouTube gives you. So well, that's think, been that's interesting to see. Yeah. Oh, I turned 34 on Saturday, so this is the last year you have me. Sorry. <laughs> you give me for another 100, 365 days. And May 1st, 2022, sorry, I'm out. <laughs> you, I, you, you've been adding to my demo, though. <laughs> I know, right? That's true. I'll add to the 35 to 52. <laughs> okay, so let's get into like the, the, the game. So I love – I personally love the F1 um, videos. Mm-hmm. Love those ones. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific um, – season that you like doing more than other like the inside the line or the heat three or you know, i think it's nascar 2003 you do stuff or even if it's the monster trucks is there a specific game that you like doing more than others like you're like hell yeah i can't wait to put this video together instead of you know you know more than most yeah yeah uh, right now i look forward to every friday because every friday i record an episode of nascar inside line season and I just love the story and like I did a season mode for NASCAR 2011 played through the whole thing and just the, the feedback I was getting, I was loving it. The viewers were loving it coming down to the end of that season and then going into this inside line season. It's like the sequel and it feels like I got this story. Like it's just slowly building and I want to work my way through you. Technics had five years of games and I want to do each one. It's going to take me years to do because <laughs> I do an episode every Sunday. But, um, yeah, that's that's one thing I really, really enjoy my Fridays right now because I get to record an episode of that. Nice. What would you say one of your most challenging tracks are that you have to race on? I saw you doing Sonoma, man. I, that was one of my hardest ones, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I've always enjoyed the road courses. A track that... I'm trying to think what's one track in all the games that's always screwed with me. I mean, I had a video where I did inside line a couple of weeks ago where I did New Hampshire and I, I, why are they giving us tracks that are just flat? Give us some banking to work with. Like it <laughs> sucks. It's so flat and no one's passing each other at New Hampshire is eh, imagine I, I'm not wild. crazy about it. The magic mile. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. Both in real life and in video games. You know, I used to not like it as much in real life. I used to call it, yeah, the mad boring, more like the boring mile, but it seems yeah. to come to life a little bit more, maybe with the new package that they're running there. But just like I told Mike with Richmond a couple weeks ago, you know, I, w- I used, 
I remember like Richmond being somewhat of like a fun track to watch and that yeah, kind of lackluster that race there a couple weeks ago till the end. But uh, I don't know, I guess the packages and everything, but Fontana's going to go through a huge overhaul, which I don't know how I feel about that. that to me, that's yeah. like one of the funnest tracks on the circuit with that worn out surface, but they want to make it like a Bristol or whatnot. How, I mean, what are your favorite tracks on the on on the circuit? You know, in real life, that you like watching, you enjoy your your racer, the 48 on there. Yeah, I uh, I always love the races at Bristol. Um, when I when they announced uh, dirt Bristol what, last year, I was like, why are they doing this? I I would dump. This is dirt. why, baby. <laughs> yeah, <is> yeah, why. <laughs> yeah. This Diggles is why. over there. Okay, that's that's only track he'll win on this season. Um, <laughs> so I, when I saw it, I was like, why? There's so many other tracks like Richmond. I find very boring to watch the races. Uh, I would rather them dump a whole ton of dirt on Richmond and uh, like, I just, I love the races at Bristol. I love Martinsville, I guess. Yeah. The short tracks. Um, I mean, Talladega, it's, you know, always uh, and Daytona. Those are always some must sees, but I think I found myself really falling in love with the tracks where Jimmy dominated. Like I always look forward to a race at Dover watching that on TV. And I got to see him win, uh, one race in 2013 at Dover. Um, so that that's, you know, personally, just one of my favorite tracks. I know they eliminated a, a race there this season, which kind of sucks. But, um, yeah, I, I think the, the shorter tracks always have my interest. So I think you answered uh, one of two of our chat questions. But who is your favorite NASCAR racer? Um, so we're assuming that it's, it's Jimmy, Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy! Yeah, there we but go. He, but he's right. retired. So. Yeah. So who is it now? I mean, you, you unveiled it uh, in a video about a month ago, I believe. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'm sticking to it. Oh. Benedetto. <laughs> no, no, um, <laughs> I announced a month ago that it was Larson. But I, I like after that, I watched him, and that the week after, I, I had said, oh, he's my new driver. He dominated Atlanta and then got passed right at the end by Blaney yep. and lost. Um, but when that happened, it, I didn't feel like if that was, if that was Jimmy out there and he got passed, I think it would have hurt more than when I was watching Larson. So that just like told me, I I don't know if he's it. So the way I've been going about it is Hendrick Motorsports for the win. I I don't care which one, but as long as, because I've always loved Rick Hendrick. I've always loved that team, and I just want to see them do well. Um, and then the other question is, uh, Michael, will you ever play Getting Over It again? Watching you play that particular gl- game was hilarious. So what is that? You're going to have to teach well, us what the hell that is. I see Caleb in the chat, and I know he's over on my videos all the time. He's been <laughs> asking me to play Getting Over It for so long, and it is not happening. I hate that <laughs> yeah. game with a burning passion. I, the best, how do I explain this game? Um, so you're a guy in, I don't know. It's like you're, you're, you're in a big pot. You only see the upper half of this guy. He's like freaking ripped. He's jacked and you're sitting in this pot and you've got a sledgehammer Mm -hmm. and you have to move your mouse 
in that kind of motion to move the sledgehammer to work your way forward. So you then have to climb a mountain with this sledgehammer and climb over these obstacles, only moving your mouse. And you have to just be so gentle just to work your way up this stupid freaking mountain. And I swear to God, I've never... I don't think I've ever lost my mind that way. In any other game I've ever played, I went absolutely <laughs> ballistic. I ran outside in the snow, grabbed a sledgehammer, and tried to do it myself. I, I mean, have bad, I have bad memories. I mean, we saw you play. What was it like? A, like months ago, you live streamed. What the hell was that game where you wear different skins and then you you're just like bumping into each other and you're like, you're, remember oh. there's like different mini games. Oh, what was, uh, what was that again? Um. People in the chat, it, oh man, it wasn't it wasn't that Fall new one. Like a, yeah, Fall Guys. So you, you see Fall Guys. I see one in here. Would you ever play Fortnite? So would you ever kind of uh, consistently go outside of the racing realm? Would you ever play those kinds of games? I think if I felt comfortable enough with like where the channel was at and like the size of it, like you see, I. I I'm no Pootie Pie, but I look at what he did. He did horror games for years, mm-hmm. and then he was finally big enough, and then he could just play whatever the hell he wanted, and it didn't matter because people were going to watch it. I kind of look at it the same way. Like, racing is what I know and what I'm good at, I think, and, I there you know, there's a certain comfortability there, and... um I think if it ever got to the point where it was big enough, then I would probably start to look uh, to branch out into other things. Yeah. I, um, I like so, that. I like that. He's not he's not happy enough where his channel's at, and he found his niche. So I like that you just keep sticking with it, man. I mean, I think you, you find what you like, and obviously it's been growing. I mean, why if it ain't fixed, don't broke it, right? Don't break if it ain't break if it don't fix, don't broke it. If it ain't <laughs> don't broke, it. don't fix it, right? Don't break yeah. it, but yeah, have no, you have, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to ask kind of, I mean, kind of you're getting, you know, I see you. You're always like in first, second or third place, it seems like, you know, uh, but if you ever feel like one day you're going to be done kind of mastering the console side of it and maybe move on to that whole eye racing thing with the whole rig and, you know, maybe even one day racing against these Dale juniors and guys that hop on it. I mean, at the pace you're going, you might get invited one day to like race on that thing. You never know. But have you ever thought about it? Yeah, I um, really the thing holding me back uh, from diving deep into the eye racing is my setup here. I every time I do eye racing, I have to get the damn wheel and the pedals out of the closet. I got to <laughs> tie it down to my desk here and. It's gotten to the point I just hate doing it. I hate setting ever. I hate moving my whole setup around and, and getting just prepared to use this steering wheel and these pedals. But um, I think that yeah, that's the end goal to uh to finally dive deep into the eye racing to really master it. I'm right now running a series on my channel, uh, a season mode in eye racing against the AI because I still I feel like I'm kind of I don't know a hell of a lot about iRacing yet I still have a lot left to learn and just the handling of the cars and getting better with that um 
so I think the uh, the AI eye racing, it, I'm slowly learning with that. And maybe one day, maybe one day when I have my full loadout, I got my rig, got, you know, um, I, I got the money to buy a rig because, God damn, that's a lot of money to get one of those things. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> You can you can try to win one through your girl Natalie Decker though. I think she was giving one away the other day. <laughs> what she's giving them away? She was giving one away the other day on like her Instagram or something. Like oh enter to win I believe or something. Because I well, thought it was funny when you made that little skit of her because <laughs> yeah she's uh, not giving me shit now. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't oh, giving. There ain't no way. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Jimmy says you are the Leroy Jenkins of NASCAR. Uh, Nick and Christopher also say hi to you, Mike. Um, so let's get into like the actual sport. So, I mean, nine out of 10 races so far have produced different winners. I think that's great. Nice parody for nuke fans. It's not like last year where it was Hamlin and Harvick winning every goddamn race. So how do you see the rest of the season playing out? Do you see, can you, can you even give us a top four in the championship race in Phoenix and how many different racers are there and going to end up being, are we going to see something where it's like, Oh my God, there's 17 winners. And so who's the one who's a winner and left out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting for that season where we have 17 and someone gets left out because, you know, they've been saying from the get go, Oh, you win, you're in. Well, technically that's not true. There is a possibility that you could be left out with a win. And I think that's like what everybody's waiting for. They, you know, want to see that drama. Uh, do I think we get there this year? I, I feel like it's going to plateau at some point, but it's it's going to level out. You're going to you're going to run out of good drivers to win. I mean, right now I could see Harvick winning. I could see Kyle Busch, uh, Chase Elliott. So that's three. Uh, that's Danny's gonna the, win one. He Hamlin. can't run this good and not r- ha- win one. Hamlin. Hamlin. Yeah. That's so that would bring us to thirteen. Um, Kurt Busch won in the playoffs last year, but Ganassi hasn't been that spectacular this season. So I just I don't see. Yeah. Sixteen is a hard number to get to, and then seventeen is that much harder. Yeah. You've got to think about the variables, too, I think, thrown in this season with all the different road courses that we're having. That is true. You know, that is so true. I think that those can go kind of either way, even though Chase kind of looks like the favorite on all these damn road courses. But we saw what Christopher Bell did in Daytona in the second week of the season. So, I mean, I think that a lot of those are up for grabs, really. I don't I don't know if maybe a one off can come in there like an A.J. Allmendinger and win one of those. Obviously, he probably wouldn't be able to go to the uh, the playoffs for the, the cup series. But yeah, I think I think 16 and 17 is far fetched, but 13, 14, Hey, bring it, you know, yeah, I, I think <laughs> that's possible. Uh, like final four though, you mentioned, I, I mean, it's tough now, but looking at how it's set up the playoffs, if Truex can make it to the round of eight, I think, and Martinsville is in the round of eight. I think he could easily be a lock in that final four. I picked Chase to go to look to defend his championship uh, before the season started. And I mean, they've been, they haven't been great to start, but I, I, they've always got it together late in the going. 
So I could I could still see that happening. William Byron, mega surprise this season. And he's looking at, like they're going to be good. And like maybe they could get something together, get a run together. So that's three. Who else do I want to throw in there? I mean, uh, where's Vegas falling? Is is Vegas that's, the final eight or whatever? Because there's Larson, too, if he comes back and traces the same way in Vegas. That's the first. Uh, I think it that's is the a second, playoff that's race. The second, that's the second playoff race. Okay. So that's the that's the round of sixteen. But yeah, okay, so Larson too. Larson's yeah. been great in his return. So I, you know, Hendrick Motorsports fed. Gladly, I'll take three in the final four, and I'll throw <laughs> uh, Martin in as the last one. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, giving Team Penske no love, huh? Uh, so, <laughs> I ain't about he's a Chevy it. guy. Well, yeah, but but don't you? But wouldn't you say would you take a Ford over a Toyota? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what so, you, forget um, about that garbage Toyotas. There you go. Jesus. Hey, they're reliable on the road, though, man. I, I can't, can't hate on Am I worried about reliability on the road, or am I watching a race? True. <laughs> I just wish that they went. I, w- I just wish that they made a V8 car. You know, they got them in their That's truck. The problem. There's no V8 car, and you're die. Uh, yeah, I guess sell win on Sunday, uh, sell on Monday, but you can't really sell if the car doesn't have the same damn engine. But, can, can I take a Camry 200 miles an hour? I don't think so. <laughs> uh so how many different tracks have you been to and then um what track have you not been to that you would like to go to the most i have been to watkins Glen, pocono dover martinsville and phoenix so i've got five checked off one that i would like to go to we were talking about this on my stream last night i would really love to see this isn't even NASCAR, but an Indy 500. Oh, I would love go. to go to the Brickyard. For sure. Um, nice. And then then if we're going out of the U.S., I would love to see a Monaco Grand Prix. Yeah. Another bucket list item. What about a 24-hour at Daytona? That'd be pretty great. That, Sports cars? Cool. I, I'd be down for that. Now, or if, you had, if you're rich... When we all become rich, you have a private jet, and isn't that the same day as you can go to the Indy 500, then fly over yeah, to Charlotte for all. the Coca-Cola 600? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> 1,100 miles. I'm gonna sit there in the stands and watch in one day. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, how do you man, feel? So- how do you feel about the Gen 5 car or the next gen, whatever the hell? I forgot how many damn gens they got going <laughs> forward. The big reveal is on May 5th. Do you uh, Cinco de Mayo? Do you have any opinion on? You know, do you like the one lug nut that they're going to go with, the one big center uh, lug like they have in the sports cars? And I think I saw something leaked today. They look kind of white to me, but I don't know. That could just be some BS. But the Mustang looked kind of white to me. Um, I just hope it gives us better. I mean, I think the racing's been all right, but sometimes it's still lackluster. I don't want to see Larson. Um, I want to see Logano, but not Larson 14 seconds ahead at Atlanta, you know, yeah, but yeah. I think that NASCAR does try. That's one thing. They are always trying to stay one foot ahead of trying to create better racing. They did it with the stages. They try to do it with packages and spoilers and whatnot. But how do you feel about the next season coming up? I think that a lot of teams this year, I don't know if they're sandbagging, but I think that they're not interested in this season as much or putting money and effort into their cars as much. Like a Stuart Haas that hasn't really been doing that great. 
We saw what Harvick did last year with nine wins, but I think some teams are kind of looking forward already to next year. Uh, what are your thoughts? Are you looking forward to it? Or are you still in the moment uh, last year of this car and what we have? I, um, I, I, I'm kind of on the fence with this next gen car only because I saw those pictures of it and I see a splitter. I see the uh, the side skirts like all the way down to the pavement, and I see the quarter panels way, way down low, very close to the track. And you think about the golden age of NASCAR when the racing was at its best. I would say the early 2000s, it was really, really good. They didn't have that stuff. They weren't sealed off to the track the way they are now, and that's what allowed... You know, you got some air underneath the car. The, the cars danced around in the corners. You really had to wheel those things. And now I think, I mean, drivers have said it. They've become too easy to drive. And they they reduce the horsepower so there's less off-throttle time. I, I get why they're going in the direction they are because it's supposed to be more cost-efficient with dropping the horsepower. But is it... More, I, more, more manufacturers in the sport as well, right? Yeah, I yeah, think they're going for that as well. Yeah, they they want that more. Um, it, but is the, the the product on the track going to suffer because they're chasing that? Unfortunately, uh, I think about us being long life fans, Mike. I think uh, double mics. I think that <laughs> the thing that I think is that it's just going to be like. We're not going to be able to do anything about it. It's just going to be like you're going to have to uh, go with the times and, you know, you either going to stick with the sport or you're not. And I've heard about like they might even implement like in the future type of like engine with like a regenerative system that brings energy back to the engine or whatever kind of like or when you break. I don't know, like the. It's kind of like a hybrid. I don't know. I hope that NASCAR never goes away from the V8, but. I mean, it's sad to say that I think eventually that's where the sport is headed, man, especially with manufacturers wanting to get into it. But then it might just be more like a sports car series type of thing. I, you know, that's and it's already changed a lot because when I went to the race in 2007, you know, you could smell that the gas, the fuel, like it had like a sweet smell of like octane at the track. Now, when I go to the races, the the gas, the smell doesn't seem to like have that same type of like smell. I think they've gone greener on the on the gas and just probably the engine in particular. But yeah, it's just the sports change. I don't know. The cars might not even be as loud as they once were, but they're still loud as hell. But it's just I think we're going to go in a different direction in these next 10 to 15 years. But we're just going to have to either stick with it or not, guys. Yeah, it, it kind of seems that way. And I mean, think about then when they brought in stages, this whole stage racing. I mean, tons of yep. people left because they're like, what the hell is this? What is this manufactured drama? I know plenty of people that I've, you know. Uh, been in contact with through my streams and my videos that just don't care for it anymore because they feel it's manufactured drama and it's becoming like the WWE. I that's mean, when I jumped at, that's when I jumped in stages. Yeah. Yeah. So but think, it's also it brought one. new people in. Yeah. But I, but I'll also beg to differ because I did go to one race at Fontana one year. It's a 200 mile race on a two, on a two mile racetrack. It ended up raining and getting red flagged at the 120th lap 
with no stages, nothing. So we watched 120 straight laps of Tony Stewart pretty much leading the whole thing, which I'm not a fan of being a Carl Edwards fan back then, right? <laughs> you got Stewart leading the whole thing pretty much, it felt like. And then it gets red flagged for lightning and, and thunder and whatnot at lap 120, and then they call the race. I was like, that was boring as hell. Not one restart, nothing. Like, at least if there was stages, we at least would have got to, like, two stages, would have got to see a couple restarts, a little bit more drama. So, I mean, I kind of I, – I like the stage racing in particular. The double file restart, I think that was great. What do you, I mean, single file, I get it, more traditional, but, I mean – Come on. It, it, the sport's way more exciting in the direction they've gone in, in my opinion. It's just people yeah. don't like change, especially people diehards of this sport. A lot of diehards. You know, I listen to the NASCAR station a lot, Sirius XM, and I hear all types of callers call in all the time. And some of these diehards, they just don't like to see change. But 2021, yeah. you got to get used to it, right? Yeah. I <laughs> I, uh, I think at the beginning with the stages, I – um. I was like, eh, I don't know about this because, you know, I had been watching for years up to that point where it was just start, finish. If there was a caution, there was a caution. Someone wrecked, they threw the yellow. That was it. Um, what I think was really dumb was that caution clock in the truck series that they did for oh. one season. Oh, my uh, God. That, was, that had to be one. I don't know who came up with that, but my God, that was stupid. If there's not a caution in 20 minutes. We're going to throw a caution. Don't even remind me <laughs> of that. God, that didn't come to the Cup Series. Are you serious they did that? <laughs> yeah, they, they guinea-pigged it in the truck series. That's right. Oh, my God. That was horrible. But, you know, you look at it now, and I think stages, people have accepted it. And I think there was a big hurdle for NASCAR to clear. And I, I do – I think it is for the better. It's There's way more drama now. And the playoffs – uh, you're like, you look at Harvick last year winning nine races and then he can't even make it to the final four that I know a lot of people have a problem with, but y you know, it's the I mean, same when you go into the, into that race that day, it's the same for everybody else. And he had way more bonus points. So they just didn't execute. So it's kind of like how you look at it these changes that they're making, like you brought up the single lug nut. It's like, yeah, it's going away from tradition, but is it, does it change things for me? Does it change like my interest in it? No, but people got to make a big stink about it. Cause they don't like change. Exactly. Yeah. Well, um, 18 inch alloys also, instead of the little 15 inch 15, steelies, yeah. that's going to be a little bit different, more like sport tires and you know, whatnot, but don't forget, <laughs> Don't forget, Michael, the whole reason why we got the playoff and everything now is because of the guy that the hat that you're wearing, that number 48, man. People were sick of him just winning on points. And uh... <laughs> they changed the, the, the chase, the playoffs so many times because they were sick of him. And he won in every different format. That's why he's the best, and no one's telling me otherwise. No one's gonna. I mean, no one's gonna get eight. I mean, to get eight, you got three guys with seven. Man, I don't know. I don't think anyone could ever probably get that close to like what they have accomplished with seven. But that'd be crazy. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. 
Uh, thanks, Weatherboy, for joining in the chat. Uh, he says it's, 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 it's kind of true, though. Like when people, they want to complain on social media when they're indifferent, but they say they hate it. It's, it's kind of true. And it's not just the changes in NASCAR. It's a lot of things in our world right now that people want to just get attention for on social media, complain, 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 when really they really – it doesn't affect them at all. So who yeah, knows? Yeah. Um, we'll see what the changes are. But l- lastly, in NASCAR, um, we'll just get into this week's race, kind of kind of get your feeling on Kansas give a prediction uh we usually look at stats like you know just hit based off of history and stuff so what do you think about this weekend i think I'm, I'm excited for one going back to an intermediate because i think hendrick has uh the package down this season they've shown you know at atlanta at las vegas um of course now i'm like blanking what other ones there have been like we've Miami. been to Miami. Yeah. yeah. So we got we've won two out of the three should have been three out of the three with oh Larson God, dominating Atlanta. But um, I think I think they've got it down and I think they'll be the ones to watch. Um, other te- I mean, Penske has also been good on those uh, mile and a half. Gibbs, I don't think really has uh, Denny Hamster, as I like to call him. He's been the only Gibbs one Gibbs driver that really showed anything on the mile and a half. The other guys were just kind of there. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform, but I'm looking at Hendrick uh, to, to lead the way this weekend. Mark, what do you you think, man? You got Kyle Larson. He's a five to one favorite right now. I'm looking at the odds with Hamlin five, five to one also as well as Hamlin right now. You know, Truex a five and a half, so six to one, I'd say Blaney seven to one, Kozlowski eight, Chase nine, even Harvick up there, a very underperforming 2021. Kevin Harvick is 10 to one with a Logano 12 to one in a Bush. I mean, I'd take Logano at 12 to one way before I'd take Harvick and Bush at 10 to one. <laughs> but unless they think Logano might have a little mild concussion there, but, <laughs> <laughs> but Bowman is Bowman and Byron 618 and 16 to one respectively. So they're really high on the on the Larson and the Chase car, not so much on the Bowman and the Byron car. Which is, you know, I feel like a lot of times these odds are kind of like popularity contests. I mean, why could you, how could you not have Byron up there with like at 11 to 1, 10 to 1, 12 yeah. to 1, 16 to 1? Like you just mentioned earlier, Byron's been performing pretty damn good this season. I just think, you know, Vegas and all these odds makers, they kind of, try to skew the odds and more of these popular drivers because we know Byron Bowman, they're still making a name for themselves. We know obviously chase and Larson are the bigger names there at Hendrick, but I, I see some value actually in Bowman and Byron in there and even a Logano at 12 to one, but who knows, who knows who's going to win this bushy McBush 400 at Kansas. You know Speedway. what? They <laughs> ripped that off that? from me. The Bushy that, McBush? I, well, that is – oh, man. Oh, I was going no. off on Twitter when I saw that. Michael, can yeah. you please tell Mark uh, your nickname for Kyle Bush, please? It is Bushy Bushy Bitch. <laughs> I have been calling him that for the last four years, and here <laughs> Bush Beer comes along and names the race the Bushy McBush 400. Please, come on now. I, you know whose videos they're watching. Yeah, they better send you your royalty check. <laughs> That's man. what I'm saying. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so Mark, so who were so you said you take Logano over uh, Harvick, but who who are you taking to win the race? Who am I taking to win the race? Um, Kansas. I mean, Logano is good at Kansas. I don't think that Penske has been all there. Um, I think it's gonna. Uh, we're in the mile and a half. 
I think that it's going to be probably between a Gibbs and probably between a Hendrick. Um, man, I, I do kind of like Larson. I, I don't like laying like chalk like that, but Larson, I think, is going to do pretty damn good at that track. And I think that Hamlin, just because he's so fired up, it's kind of I probably have to go with either them two and for some value picks, you know, I'd probably like I said, I'd be looking at a Byron and probably no, no, I can't do De Benedetto. He's he's coming back, but he's just can't be, yet. He'll be leading with two to go and then he'll give it up. Uh, I just can't. <laughs> Almarola, I can't either. Probably, uh, you know, that my threshold is probably a Byron and a Bowman at about 18 to one there in these odds. But I can see Chase also trying to get his first yeah, win here. That's yeah, who I, yeah. that's who I like. I think I like Chase. It's, let's just keep it going. 10 out of 11. Let's just keep it going. Just root for right. like the different I'll drivers go. and stuff. So, yeah, there you go. But, man, uh, what an amazing conversation in NASCAR. So moving on. So, Mike, I, I think I heard you one time in, in a live stream. Are you a Seahawks fan? I am. Okay, cool. Okay, so I got the? that right because I was like, Seahawks fan. <laughs> he's not an Eagles fan. He's not a Steelers fan. So for me and Mark, who are Raiders fans, we like hearing that you're a Seahawks fan because we don't like the 49ers very much. Oh, so, I hate them. Yeah. Oh. So uh, with the NFL draft, you picked a perfect week to come on because the NFL draft starts tomorrow. I actually see – does Seattle have a pick? in the? You know, like you don't know who has a, a pick because the Rams haven't had a first-round pick in like – uh, freaking five years or whatever and, and then they'd lost two more with the stafford trade so yeah, yeah. um you know what's up with your C- seahawks i uh i think watching okay you watch what happened in that super bowl with the chiefs that's what's been plaguing the seahawks for i don't know how many years now ever since their super bowl ever well I'll, I'll bring it up ever since their lost Super Bowl because oh they should have won that one, too. But um, following that year, their offensive line, they they can't protect whatsoever. Russ is running for his life uh, nine times out of ten on a, on a pass play. And, well, that's when they do pick a pass play because most of the time they're running the damn ball and not getting anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that goes back to the offensive line. They need to get five guys that can protect. There you go. I mean, uh, how did you feel like there were rumors for like a week or two that he was going to get traded to a couple of different teams? I think the Bears are out there, the uh, the Raiders. I was like, what? Like, why would you switch up, you know, like a number, what, third, fourth best quarterback in the league, but then give them like the 10th? I don't know. It just didn't make any sense at the time. I'm glad that they didn't go through with it. I don't even understand where that came from. Like, why? What's what's the reasoning? Who are you going to get to replace him? The guy makes so many plays every yeah. game because yeah. you don't give him anything. And you got like you got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett, you got great wide receivers, and they make magic happen when they're handed just a terrible offensive line and zero running game. I uh I don't know why. why who, who are you going to get to replace Russ? Who's better? I mean, just the way he plays and how he opens the play up, you know, he can evade contact at the line and then create plays. Maybe Mahomes. And that's pretty much it. You ain't getting him. It's yeah, just and you're like getting him. I, I, I have no idea what they were it's, thinking. Yeah, it was freaking ridiculous. But um, let's see. Let's say hi to some people. Mikey. 
Caleb, uh, dude, I think Caleb wants the, some smoke there, Michael. He says oh, Kyle, he's Bush always, o- always. Kyle Bush over Jimmy and the Jets over the Seahawks. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I know. I hear it all the time. <laughs> EBJJFan48 and Master of Light 24. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm excited. I think we might go live tomorrow. So if anyone can follow our, our Instagram, uh, you'll see us kind of just sit there uh, every 10 minutes. Because, you know, just for drama, the Jaguars know who they're going to pick, but they're going to wait the first goddamn 10 minutes to then actually yeah, make yeah. the pick. So <laughs> well, that, um, that Jets fan in the chat got two picks in this first round coming up here tomorrow. Uh, I don't see right. Seattle. Seattle, it's looking like they don't have a pick until the fourth round, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, God. Jeez, who have serious? they been? I mean, I, I'm looking here. I don't see. I don't. I I don't seem to. Let me see. So Michael, they're not getting anybody apparently. The Jets got the second in the. uh, We're talking Jets here, guys. All our New York fans, where you guys at? The Jets got the second pick in the second round as well. Um, still looking for the Seahawks. I don't see nothing. Oh, here we go. Sorry, twenty fourth, twenty fourth pick in the second round. So yeah, I was surprised to see you guys so far down there, but the Raiders don't have much either, guys. So um, we'll see. My That's question crazy. is, what players did we get for these picks? Yeah. Is <laughs> you're it, retaining um, Russell Wilson. That's what you're I doing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They have the dictator in, you know, Pete Carroll as um, non-USC fans call him Pete the Cheat, you know, like my brother calls him <laughs> Pete the Cheat. But, I mean, they obviously – people read into this into this stuff, you know, more than anybody. You, you hear like, oh, they had an argument. Oh, were there some screaming going on in, in Pete Carroll's office? <gasps> Who yeah. was that that just walked out? Oh, my God, Russell Wilson just walked out of the goddamn office. They hate each other. They're going to get traded. Who are the top five teams <laughs> who are going to want to trade for him? Like, what the hell is going on here? The, the, if anything's a soap opera, it's these th- the two major sports in the NBA and the NFL. That's oh, the goddamn oh, soap opera. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't know where it started. I don't know uh, how that became such a big story but it i don't know did it ever actually have traction or was it just all a bunch of bullshit i have no idea yeah i don't know but it's it is his way or the highway i mean there's three coaches like we've mentioned in the nfl who if they want something they're gonna do it no matter who's in charge no matter what it's pete carroll bill belichick and john gruden Mm -hmm. so those three guys if they want something done they're gonna get it done you know like trade amari cooper and trade khalil Mack. arguably your only two good first round picks over you know in your tenure so yeah thank you for that john but um The first round's always exciting uh, for you on the East Coast, Mike. I don't even know if you're going to make it through the 32nd pick. Um, but nah, I th- usually don't. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> and then Friday and Saturday, I'm glad that they shortened it from four days to three. I didn't need mm-hmm. to I, – I never watched, you know, uh, the rounds five, six, and seven on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I, 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 I don't care about those. Yeah. Oh, come on. Some of I mean, come on. Tom Brady. Look at how, what round Tom Brady came out of. Come I, on. I, now I, I know, but how often are you pulling a Tom Brady out of the sixth round of the draft? I'm not going to sit there and watch all right. these people that won't even make the team. No. Those are for Mel Kuypers and McShays and all those guys. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, but then you have, yeah, because there's only, but then again, there's some busts. I like to see who is is going to get drafted in this top ten, and then you know look years down the road, and you're like, oh, he was he was a bust, he was a bust. So yeah. it's uh it's taken off like nothing else it, in in this fantasy era. People are also looking into the fantasy mode too. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty crazy. Um, 
I don't, don't know. Think teams, I don't think teams are drafting these days, though, Mikey, on depending on how well their fans are going to do on fantasy. So. Well, no, I know. But I mean, p- how people pay attention to it, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, Mark, uh, Sean's not here, but can you give an opinion on his third overall pick? This has been the talk of sports media the past couple of days. You know, you have Trevor Lawrence going first. Um, what's his, uh, Wilson going second, we think. Who the hell out of those other three quarterbacks are the 49ers going to take? Who do you think? Well, it's looking like it's going to be the guy from Alabama from what they keep really? talking about, right? Mac Jones? I mean, Mac Jones, I think uh, – I mean, what do I know, really? What, I mean, we're not out there scouting. Supposedly, it was supposed to be Wilson from BYU, I believe, but you're saying that it's looking like he's going to go second to the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, Justin Fields, he's getting a lot of heat right now with uh, stuff surrounding him, but – I do think it's going to be Mac Jones, man. I think that uh, when there's smoke, there's usually fire. And uh, I've been a la- I've been a NASCAR fan long enough that when I start hearing rumors, are usually true. Though in the NFL, it might not be exactly the same, but we kind of know that. I think you know with Atlanta, they're saying that they might get Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think that they need a quarterback also. You know, I would say that you know. Uh, what's his name? Um, Matty Ice ain't getting any damn younger, right? So I think Atlanta uh, yeah. could actually surprise and maybe, you know, make a do something with a quarterback there. But I think the first three are probably kind of forsaken. You know, I think it's going to be Mac Jones going to the the um, the Niners. If any Niner fans are in the chat, let us know. Or if you're happy, thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down. If you're upset, but I think it's going to be Mac Mac Jones, Mac Jones. So Michael, how'd you become a Seahawks fan? Born and raised in Pennsylvania, that's, you know, I don't know if it's Eagles or Steelers country, but those are like two hardcore diehard fan bases. How did you become a Seahawks fan? Uh, Well, geez, how do I even explain this one? I have a hard time uh, pledging my allegiance to solely one team. I love the Seahawks, but I'd also really love to see a Vikings. I want to see them in the Super Bowl. In the worst there you way. Go. I love the Viking. I love Vikings too. They were when I first started watching football, that was my team. And I got my my four Brett Favre Vikings jersey in the closet. Um so that I, I followed along that 2009 season when Brett Favre was on fire that first year he was with the Vikings. Yeah. And then they went to the NFC championship game. And Bounty Gate happened, happened with the mm. Saints. Yeah. Saints killed him. Ended his career effectively. He came back the next season, but he, he was never the same. He was garbage after that. Um, so then the Saints go into the next season. This, this all loops back around to the Seahawks, I'm telling you. The Saints, next season, they have to play in the wild card round against the seven and nine Seahawks. That's right. I remember that they won the division or they didn't win the division or did they? Yeah. When they had to go to Seattle, the Seahawks won their division because the NFC West was so horseshit (laughs) that they got to host a game and the saints had to go to Seattle and the beast quake happened. Yeah. The crouch grab. And (laughs) that is when I became a Seahawks fan. There you go. Because they beat down the piece of shit Saints that ended who was my favorite my favorite player when the 
guy I picked out when I first started watching, Brett Favre, the, the Saints that ended his career, the Seahawks eliminated him, and I, I was happier than a pig in shit. I was so damn excited that race and the race, that game. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it just, you know, that was the Beastquake game. And oh my God, that, it was great. That I was mean, crazy. that's that's cool because that comes full circle with us because he's from Oakland, California. So full circle where, where beast modes from there you go. Seattle, but, um, Seattle Seahawks, a 28 to one favorite to win this Super Bowl though, this year with uh, Kansas city and the, um, the champions, Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting at the top at five to one and six to one respectively with the green Bay be- Packers at a 12 to one as well. coming in third place, San Francisco's also getting love with no quarterback drafted yet, but 14 to one guys. So, so Watch who's gonna there. beat the, who's gonna beat Tom Brady in Tampa Bay? Who's gonna beat him? He just he just all twenty two starters are returning. That's that's incredible. That's, it's, it's insane. Doesn't mean hell? all twenty two starters are gonna remain healthy, Michael. Well, come it's, on, it's, it's Tom true. Brady. Of course they are. It's Tom Brady. He's got <laughs> he's got some magic fairy dust, and I mean, Michael, being a Raiders fan, you know how how I feel about Tom Brady. You know, <laughs> yeah, back yeah. in two thousand two thousand one with the Tuck Rule, I was uh, thirteen, fourteen at the time, so it's like the peak of my, like I am now a sports fan. Yeah. That ruined that ruined me for forever. I have been cynical of the Raiders ever since, so I haven't had a good year <laughs> football wise. <laughs> yeah, I um. Uh... I got to say, I, I like the Vikings. I like the Seahawks. And then I like Tom Brady. Like, no. That guy turns water into wine. Everything he touches is gold. And yeah. I just, I love that he goes first year out from underneath the, the, the dictatorship that is New England with Bill <laughs> Belichick. And <laughs> he he goes out on his own. He goes down to Tampa Brady and um, or Beatty, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> and um, delivers. I, I can't believe it. I cannot believe. And in their home stadium, they go. They're the first team to go to their home stadium and win the Super Bowl. But what? That, that the was cards incredible. were all stacked up. That's why I wanted to go to Reno so bad and just drop the house on it, man. I knew it. I knew it. I called it. The Mark Tampa Bay, it. the Tampa Bay Lightning won the, the the Stanley Cup. Then the Tampa Bay Rays made it to the World Series and pushed Yo. the Dodgers to a Game Seven. I thought they were going to win it. I was like, look, Tampa Bay is going to win all damn three championships. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Rays uh, cut them short, but man, it's just. Uh, if there wasn't a game that was a lock, man, I'd have to say that Super Bowl with Brady losing to Mahomes in the regular season by, I think, three points, getting to play at home with the Tampa on your back, with the whole, you know, like you said, leaving Belichick and just leaving New England and starting over and just having the opportunity to be the first player, the first team ever to win the Super Bowl in your own stadium. Man, the writing was on the wall for that for the goat, Mike shakes his head left and right. I mean, every I've time, matured, but... though. Mark, you know, I've, I've matured. I've given him props, but I, I want him to lose every week. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to lose. I, I don't I don't wish for any injuries. I don't wish for any of that, but I, I've grown up. I've matured now. Um, but, yeah, I, I just don't understand it. Uh, Jake Owens, uh, thank you for joining the chat. He says, Tom Brady is the equivalent to Jim A with the Gordon, golden horseshoe stuck up his ass. basically something like that i mean look at look at the playoff run and just some 
it does look a little suspect. Some of the calls that they got from some of those refs, like especially yeah. that Packers game. I was like, eh, that wasn't really holding there at the end of that one. But yeah. um, I, I just, I, we're never going to see this again. There's not going to be another quarterback that plays this long and racks up this many rings. Right. He's what? He's going to be what? 44? I think, I think this I is, think four, I think it's 44 this year. Yeah, yeah 44 this year. I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, we think about like a LeBron, how long he's going to play for. He's about my age, 36, 37 ish. I mean, I could see that dude playing till he's like 42 or something also the way he's built and everything. But, you know, obviously having a position in a sport where you're the least hit and I have the O-line protecting you. But nonetheless, man, he still has it up here. The most important part of that position and uh, his legs are, you know, good enough to scramble, even though, man, you see him that little slow start takes him forever to get going. <laughs> but uh, it's hard man, to watch. When you're that good, you don't have to really uh, run, man. But props yeah, to Brady. I know we've had enough talk about it for here for Mike, but uh, yeah. he wants uh, Brady to expire like that damn Juan Pablo Montoya hat that he's wearing, dude. You got to <laughs> tell him tell him the hey. story. How come you don't have tell share him the story? How come you don't have that damn? I would have well, canceled I, it. <laughs> I did. I I did cancel order. I was telling Michael before you jumped on. So I have, but I ha- and I have this one too. This was like weeks before the end bomb infamous end bomb happened from Kyle Larson. Okay. So I, I wore this, this is the the race in Fontana a couple years ago that he won. That's where I bought the first hat. This was my first couple of seasons being a NASCAR fan. So yeah, uh, like I was telling you before I go on NASCAR uh, shop. This is January. Okay. This is a month before the Daytona 500 and I buy this black, nice Hendrick motorsports with the blue and with the um, red accent number five, right? It's a Kyle Larson hat. Boom, he's back. He's finally got some gear up there because the other ones were strictly just from him at Chip Ganassi. So I order it, and it said, oh, this is a special event item. This won't get you until April. So I was like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. Nine, ten races into the season, then I get my hat. Fine, whatever. And then so I, the date comes, the expected delivery date, and there's still nothing, no update. So I, I, uh, I actually – it was pretty quiet. I got to chat with somebody on like their Twitter DMs or whatever, and finally I was like, you know what? Screw it. Mark kind of talked me into it too. I was like, nah. I'm out. So I canceled the order. And then I don't know, maybe when I go to that playoff race in Vegas, I can get a hat at one of his, you know, one of the shops or whatever. But yeah, dude, some f- fanatics, if you go to their Twitter page, it's no one. It's nothing but just people talking shit about fanatics just <laughs> and, and hating it. Every time I see that hat, I just think about the damn jet dryer at Daytona. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's on Monday night, man. Prime time. Just uh, yeah, that's what you what call a crazy right, night. Yeah, I call him Jet Dryer Montoya. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, I I was watching JDM. that one too. That was uh, whew, that was some that was something else. I'm just glad he got out of that all right because that looked bad. Man, that race was already so late, and that Man. pushed it to like two in the morning. I was like, yeah, I got they had bed. to repair it. That was like a two three hour red flag. That was crazy. With and Matt think- Kenseth actually prevailing back for Roush. With his yeah. two, with his two 500 wins, but man, that kind of that that kind of put NASCAR on the map for a little bit. The whole week they were talking about that, man. There's highlights all over the place, ESPN and everything. Yeah, good times, um, Juan. Good times, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
This is the Comic Bookies podcast. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at the Comic Bookies. Email us at the Comic Bookies at gmail.com. Check us out on this YouTube and Twitch page. Subscribe and follow so you can get up to date on all the videos we post and when we go live every Wednesday. We are here with Michael Maroots, a uh, YouTuber extraordinaire. You can catch him <laughs> at least every Monday. He streams at least Mondays. Um, and then his other weekly posts as well. Great intros, great characters, just great overall content. Thank you so much for subscribing. I'm subscribing, joining us on the show. But as we Our do pleasure. every week, we collide the worlds of sports and comics. So I kind of want to get into the comic book world, not just the books, but like the content as well. Movies, TV. So I wanted to ask you, kind of chatted a little bit before we jumped on, but your history with comic books uh it's limited i i i for a time i was really into the star wars comic books um but then life took over and i just i dove uh into the youtube stuff and that's Mm -hmm. just uh, taken most of my focus uh so i don't really have a whole ton of time uh but comic book wise star wars those comic books that's what that's what i was into at one point there's pretty good ones out now actually there's like side stories and there's you know the bounty hunters ones and there's a darth vader story so there's Mm -hmm. also there's always something cool that you can find in the star wars actually there was like an episode was an episode of the the cartoon um shit what was it clone wars Uh, yeah something like that where it was like a, a scene was taken out of a comic book Oh, and you cool. only and like that comic book became hot because oh my god you have to go get that book because you yeah, can only yeah. see that in the scene of the, of the show from a comic book. Yeah. So you know that's pretty cool. Um, but so I'm a cord cutter. You know I have like YouTube TV and then for for my daughter we have you know the Disney Plus and we have Netflix and Hulu and stuff. So uh, are you doing anything on Disney Plus right now? Are you watching any of the Star Wars like The Mandalorian? Um, I know you. We can get into the MCU and Marvel. And you're now kind of hatred for them, but start with, <laughs> but, but, but kind of going along the lines of Star Wars. Do you watch like The Mandalorian and those and those side shows now? Well, that's another thing that has suffered from constantly working on the YouTube side. Yeah, I need to start watching The Mandalorian because I hear how Star Wars fans that were Star Wars fans before the Disney takeover, and we could go deep into that and i'll share my opinions on that but um the people that were fans from the george lucas era love the mandalorian and i just i I haven't found the time i really really need to watch it yeah it's it's really really good and for people who watch like the clone war show and because you probably know from just be on social media you know ahsoka she's in yeah yeah the second season it's just they do it so well and I put it up there with like this era when I was a kid, uh, I think episode one came out in like 99 or 2000. So, you know, I'm like a little kid, so I appreciate it. It doesn't age as well now, but I loved watching the pod racing scene. So, yeah. but in this specific era, like the Disney era, it's like Mandalorian and I loved Rogue One and like Rogue everything one. else is kind yeah. of like, eh, you know, like it's not horrible. I'm, I'm not one of those jaded people who are like this sucks this sucks you know it's like it's just not my cup of tea you know but yeah, like rogue yeah. one and mandalorian must watches rogue one um i mean i i can't comment on the mandalorian but from what i've seen rogue one was the best thing that disney has done um episode seven they had me it was yeah. a remake 
of episode four. <laughs> like it was the same basic premise there, but they had me. I was interested. Yeah. And eight. Why is Luke looking to kill his nephew? Uh, <laughs> why? Um, and then nine. Palpatine's alive. How about that? <laughs> like that completely diminishes the redemption story of Darth Vader. Palpatine still being alive. True. So that they they screwed it up. They, you know, instead of chasing a good story, I feel like because there's so much that was written. uh, I've read the I've read a bunch of books, uh, Star Wars books, you know, like canon. um, Mm -hmm. All this stuff that was written to go along with George Lucas's original idea and they just completely said "Eh, fuck all that and (laughs) they 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 came up with something it's the story they wanted to tell and i don't think that was the story star wars hardcore star wars fans were looking for yeah true mark how much uh, of the Star Wars don't don't, don't, don't come to me for, don't come to me for the Star Wars. <laughs> talk, man. You know me. I probably watched maybe two two and a half of those things my whole life. <laughs> I saw. I told you when Disney took over for it. Uh, I really enjoyed that one. The first one that Jonathan Abrams was put on um, with the with the Falcon or whatever the Millennium Falcon that like have at Disneyland, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I enjoy that one. My wife actually did too, which like I always say is a kind of a surprise because she's not the one to really enjoy those type of movies, but she did. And we watched it at the theater. It was great. I watched, uh, which one was it back in the day? Was it the Phantom Menace way back in the day? I remember oh, yeah. the damn video game too, but I'm not too big on the star Wars thing, man. Never have been. Don't know if I ever will be, but I know it's huge. Uh, Working some working with a contractor today, actually, that say they were going to be on stream. I don't know if I see him, but Twitch code cowboy if they're on Twitch. Uh, there you go, man. A shout out to to you. I had some clean, clean Darth Vader tat. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people highly respected what Mr. Uh, Lucas has created, man. And uh, Disney thought so also to pay for all the damn rights to it and buy them out. I mean, thank God all this stuff came out pre three years ago because now that i have not one but two kids i find it so difficult to watch kind of the things that i want to watch like my wife she's really into the mcu so we, we've watched wandavision we, we uh, are one episode away from finishing falcon winter soldier so i at least get to watch those things but dude thank god all of like the lord of the rings movies came out thank god all of the star wars movies the harry potter all that stuff i i really enjoy thank god it came out over the last 20 you know and not within the last three years because well, i wouldn't have been able to watch it i'm so goddamn busy <laughs> there'll be more brother don't worry there'll oh be no more. yeah there'll be more there'll be, even, not there'll be watch. 10 times even more with all these streaming services now don't yeah. you worry buddy <laughs> i know so this is it's insane there's so much content so many things coming out my Michael, about the MCU. So uh, you told me beforehand there's a certain scene, certain movie that kind of killed it for you for the MCU. But going before that, leading up to it, what's your kind of like Mount Rushmore of the MCU movies? Like what are your favorite couple movies? Oh, man. Um, well, I mean, I, I you can't top what started it all with Iron Man. That oh, that yeah, was yeah. that was a great way to start. Um Thor Ragnarok was yes. a great movie. 
Uh, geez, I'd have to look at a list. I'm trying to th- trying to think of some of the other. I mean, those are the two that come to mind right yeah. away. Uh, it, it's tough. Like if you gave me a top five, it's like a Mount Rushmore for me. And then there's like an honorable mention because I throw those two in there. But it's then it's hard to pick between. I really liked Infinity War more than Endgame, I would mm. say. And then like Winter Soldier was really good. Civil Winter War Soldier was really was good. good. Like both those Captain America ones are really good. And then obviously the return of Spider-Man, you know, like Homecoming was bombed. Yeah, so it's, it's, that, that was it's really too. hard for me to pick a top four, you know. I, I, I would have to say the first Iron Man would have to be my favorite, um, just the way it all started off. And mm-hmm. um, I can tell you what my least favorite was, was that first Captain America. Good God, that was boring. It was it was quite the setup. I mean, yeah, like that one and then uh, what, the, Thor Dark World? First, oh, my God. Oh. Speaking, sp- speaking of uh, Captain America, I got a little bit of news for you guys here. There's actually a fourth one coming here across the desk from the Hollywood Reporter that they could be in the works for a fourth one, uh, likely to fi- feature the storyline of Sam Wilson, played by Anthony Mackie from the current streaming series wow. of mm-hmm. the Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, Social media gonna- ruined the season finale for me because there's oh. all these pictures of him in like a Captain America Falcon-esque suit. I'm like, God Damn it, he became Captain America, didn't he? There it is. Got to yeah, stay yeah. off that social media, man. Well, the he, fastest uh, new station in the world. They're also going to have the same showrunner kind of piece of news. The same showrunner as Falcon Winter Soldier is going to showrun this Captain America 4. Mm. So, oh, yeah, by the way, Michael, we'd like to uh, get in some news, too. <laughs> yeah, by that's the way. fine. That's good. If you got um, some entertainment gaming news, uh, you know I when mean, the new NASCAR is coming out, drop it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, as far as I know, I hear September, so we'll see. And 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 it's not heat, right? It's not no, heat the, anymore. The heat series has officially ended. Uh, all the heat haters can rejoice. It's <laughs> it's finally coming to an end, and they're starting over entirely a new uh, new game engine. They I think the the company has been bought out by a bigger company by Motorsports Games. And uh, it's it's going to be a totally different game come September. Wow. Well, I'm looking forward to that one. But uh, Mark, Michael, Russell Crowe is playing Zeus because there's always there was news that Russell Crowe yes. was going to be uh, have a cameo small part in Thor uh, mm. Love and Thunder, I think. So the Thor four Russell Crowe is going to be now jumping on the MCU side and he'll be playing Zeus. Interesting. Um, yeah. I saw him as Noah. That was a weird movie. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I don't know if anybody, if you guys saw the, if you guys saw that movie, but nope, never saw that. That's the one. first thing that popped into my head. I don't know why. I might it's have always... missed it, but he's more, you're more of a Marvel guy, Michael. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would say more Marvel. Yeah. Right. Not Except, only, no, he he for, he for sure is Marvel because he said live on stream one time. I asked him, I was like, Marvel or DC, and this is his verbatim. He oh says. Boy. Uh, besides, uh, comic bookies, you know, besides Batman, everyone in the DC can kick rocks. I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, wow. Okay. Okay. We're going to have some, some words when he jumps on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Batman's my favorite superhero. So right here, this guy. Yeah. Oh, I, you got, yeah. We just best friends now, guys. <laughs> you guys just become just best, friends. best friends. <laughs> I, uh, I love Batman, but. There's not another superhero 
it, that DC has that does it for me. What about that, villain? Joker's my guy. Okay, okay. Well, they got they got the best villains. I'll give it that. They've I mean, got Batman the best. Batman himself villains. has the the villains. Yeah, yeah. He's he's got all of them. I mean, uh, yeah. Joker, Bane, uh, what Poison Ivy. He's got all of them. Mm-hmm. So um, that's hey, one thing that DC has done right. The rest of it, however, now, uh, now that's just now, now that's just movie. You know, like movies. So, like with us, like books right now, DC is is murdering Marvel. Okay, hundred like, you know, percent. The, the best Marvel book that I'm reading right now is Alien. Alien should not be the best Marvel book right now. <laughs> with all of the co- canon and content uh-huh. you have to, to offer me, you're going to offer me um, because actually it's a mature reader's book. So there's some cussing and some extra gore and stuff to it. So I really enjoy it. But I mean, besides that, maybe X-Men's, like a Strange Academy, X Men Lost Me. It's like twisted. so many. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the X-Men story got so complicated, Michael, from what we've known to, as kids yeah. and whatnot. And <laughs> yeah, we were on movies. it. I don't know how we were on it for how many issues, Mike? Damn near 20. We had to drop it. Just yeah, too much other stuff to much. read. Even smaller publishers right now, the images, the IDWs, they're they're really killing the game with some of their short stories, man. Yeah. And then one more piece of news I have is kind of colliding the worlds of sports and comics. ESPN and and the Avengers are going to collaborate on a May 3rd NBA game uh, with the Warriors, our Golden State Warriors and the New Orleans um, Pelicans. Certain characters will make appearances during the live game. So Hmm. trying to get certain fans to come in. I thought that was pretty cool. I saw that. So, I I mean, where's the game? uh, I think it's it's not when they play the Orlando Magic. I think it, I know, right, with Disney and everything. I think it's in New Orleans, so close enough, I guess. Just a short flight to Orlando. A short smidge of flight away. Yeah. And then, Michael, we have our Disneyland, beloved, because, you know, Disney World down south of you, they opened up last July. Disneyland is opening up this Friday, finally. Cool. So, and my wife actually told me today that they are checked. So, if you have people in the chat, people viewing, people listening, whatever the hell, if you have a reservation to go to Disneyland, you better have proof that you're a California resident because if you have an expire, like, oh, my God, I used to live in Arizona. Nope, you're gone. It uh, doesn't matter yeah. if you have a reservation. You have to prove that you're a California resident to get in. The mouse wants verification. The mouse <laughs> needs verification. Um, Michael's like, I got Coney Island over here, though. In the East Coast. Like, Coney Island, Atlantic City, guys. <laughs> oh, man. So, Michael, um. So for I, I totally forgot we kind of got on a tangent, but please give us your beef with the MCU. The MCU, okay. Um, I don't know. They lost me when they killed Iron Man. Maybe because he was my favorite character. Yeah. Um, I I the writing was on the wall. I saw it coming. I knew it was coming. When I watched him die, I cried a little. I'm not gonna lie. It uh, it brought a tear to my eye because it was like I started watching those movies. I mean, what I was uh, 2008, thir- yeah, 13, 14 when Iron Man came out. And when did when did the when did when did that one come out? Uh, Endgame and Endgame yeah. was like 2018. Yeah, 18? so it kind of felt like was my it, it was childhood. Yeah, and. Then he dies, and um, I just I lost I've lost interest entirely after that after seeing that movie. I haven't seen any of them since. And I was telling you before we started, 
I think they might rope me back in with this new Spider-Man and bringing all those mm-hmm. characters back. Uh, yeah. Tobey Maguire and Dr. Octopus. And yeah. because I think about, you know, my Mount Rushmore of superhero movies are those first two Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and then the Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. So, but with Spider-Man bringing back those characters that I know, I think they might hook me. They, they might get me back with that. Did you watch the one post Endgame, the Spider-Man, the far from home? Did you watch that one? I haven't seen that one oh, yet. Oh wow. So you were like, really, even though it's Spider-Man, you were like, I'm done with you. I, I, <laughs> completely it i shut down with it all right well you got to get back into it because phase four is in full swing and they have shows now you know what i'm saying so it's yeah yeah it's a lot to catch up on you know and then you got loki starting in june black widow comes out in july uh shang chi i think is september and then you have everything else with blade and spider-man and uh, yeah, Doctor yeah, Strange yeah. 2, Thor 4, you know, and now what Captain America for. So um, just more content for us, you know. I'm excited. Captain Marvel 2. That's right, Captain Marvel 2, Black Panther 2. Yeah, yeah I'm excited to see um, uh, Doctor Strange because yeah, they have – because they have uh, – why can't I think – I'm blanking on the director. Um, who directed those – the first Spider-Man movies? Oh, um, shit. Um, God damn it. What the hell is his name? I have that's, it on the tip of my tongue. That's why I'm excited for that movie. Yeah. See what he's going to do. Yeah, going on the uh, DC side, I'm actually really excited. They started filming The Flash last week or two weeks ago, and Andy Muschietti, the director of It, is directing okay. Flash. So something of a because I know they're doing they're basing it off of the Flashpoint paradox of him going back and saving his mom and then just totally screwing up the universe when he goes back in time. So something what of a horror thing that'll be cool. And I know that on Doctor Strange too, it's going to be like the first MCU like horror movie. So yeah, it's going to be kind yeah. of scary. So that'd be cool to see. Sam Raimi, Raimi. Sam Raimi, that's right. Yeah, yep. That's right. Um, I think that's it. Mark, have you got anything else? I think we are donezo with episode 110. I mean, that's pretty much it. I think uh, we've covered a lot with uh, Michael, and we appreciate him coming on. And just uh, want you to finish it off. Michael, give us, uh, you know, shot yourself out, you know. Tell us hey, give where, us your, tell the yeah, fans. Plug yourself. Where are your pages? Follow you. Especially uh, to our NASCAR fans out there. Not yeah. many out in the West Coast, but we try to bring them. <laughs> Yeah, um, you can find me on YouTube. That's where I put most of my content. Michael Mrutz, M-R-U-C-Z. Um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, same thing. If you just search M-R-U-C-Z, I'm the only one out there. Right. So, um, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thank you for uh, for letting me talk some uh, something outside of NASCAR, you know, football, movies. I, I, I There's a lot else. That just NASCAR with me. So it, it's cool to be able to talk about it. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you held your own with the entertainment and the and the, and the comic side of it a little bit. Well, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know a ton, but uh, I try to keep up a little. Well, I mean, it's just a great story. It's just how you came up over the last 10 years. So, uh, again, like I've looked at your accolades, 11,000 subscribers, over 4 million views. 
total on your videos. It's just amazing. And uh, so get the new NASCAR game in September. <laughs> Catch up on all these MCU shows and movies, and you have to jump. You have to jump back on, and then we'll go ahead and talk about all that shit. That sounds good with me. And you all pick right. the best niche. Remember, I'm telling you, how many people are playing Fortnite? How many people are playing Grand Theft? How many people are playing all these games? You got NASCAR. You built it up before the pandemic, like I mentioned, before the Bubba Wallace, before a lot of eyes are on it. You know, Gen, the new Gen generation car going to bring more eyes, more you know ma- manufacturers, more people into the sport, so even more people into the game. So uh, congratulations for starting your channel when you did, and uh, and all the upbringing and and promising future that you have with it going forward, man. Appreciate thank, good, good stuff, thank, man. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, it's uh. It's been quite the ride already, and I'm uh, looking forward to what's to come. All right, so that is Mark and Michael Maroots. This has been the Comic Bookies Podcast. We are, of course, like every week, brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Enjoy the sports, enjoy the comics, and enjoy each other. Peace the hell out. We'll see you guys next week. Peace, and always enjoy each other. And enjoy Michael Maroots. Yelling his ass off, getting bumped into, finishing first on NASCAR. Check him out, YouTube Live.